Are you ready? It's February 4th, 2020. I'm JD, and this is the drive home from Modern Feed. Essential listening to make your drive home amazing. Handpicked to relight that fire and rebellious spirit that's, well, inside most of us, but definitely inside today's podcast selections. Today, one podcast that digs into the rebellious spirit and explains how it can unlock tremendous potential and three quick stories that drive it home. Let's jump in, this'll be fun. First up, last week you may recall, I shared with you a podcast called 16 Minutes from the top tier venture capital firm Andreessen Horowitz. Well, today I'm gonna share their other podcast. It's called the A16Z Podcast. And yesterday's episode came just at the right time. In yesterday's episode called Rebel Talent, they interview Harvard Business School professor Francesca Gino about having rebels in organizations and how they bring about change through looking at the world differently, through creativity, through curiosity. She starts out by telling the story of a coach who watching a young girl who's about to sing the national anthem and flubs the second line, runs up and puts his arm around her and helps her through. Give this a listen. It's really great. And he's there listening to the girl singing as everybody else. And by the time the second sentence uh, in the song arrives, the girl can't remember the words. And what you see in the video clip of this moment is that the coach went to her put an arm around her and helped her sing. When I read this story in your book, I have to say I welled up a little bit. It was very, very moving. Yeah, very, very moving. But what is interesting is that if you actually listen to the clip of the moment, his voice sucks. I'm sorry. There is no better way of describing it. And so it's a great example of a person who put himself out there without too much thinking and really showing everybody, millions of viewers, thousands of fans, that voice is clearly not one of his strengths. And what is beautiful about the moment is exactly what you said. Unless you have no heart, you actually feel moved and you feel a great sense of respect for the coach. And it's a great example of how often our ideas about what it is that is going to buy us respect from others or influence, we think that we need to show our perfect self to others. And that's not true. Making ourselves vulnerable buys us respect. That's so interesting. Listen to the A16Z podcast in your playlist below. It's truly inspiring. But now I'd like to talk about some real-life stories that exemplify what Harvard professor Francesca Gino talks about both in her book and the podcast. Also, coincidentally or not, each one of these popped up in my podcast playlist in the last couple days. First, while you were maybe watching the Super Bowl, I was driving from Northern California to Southern, of course, listening to podcasts, And more interesting to me than the game was this podcast from the History Channel telling the quintessential story of the rebel spirit, embodied in Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak's launch of Apple Computer in the commercial called 1984 that played once and only once in the 1984 Super Bowl. Here's a taste. Give it a listen. Apple's 1984 Super Bowl ad was shocking and innovative, but it almost never made it to air. 
The concept was so out there that the Apple board wanted to cancel the whole thing. Steve Jobs fought them on it right up to the air date. Steve Wozniak even offered to pay half of the air costs out of pocket if the board refused to fund it. And in the end, the Steves got their way. The ad made it to broadcast. It was a first in a lot of ways. Director Ridley Scott was fresh off the success of Blade Runner. Before this, a big-time movie director would not have been caught dead on a commercial set. And though the ad ran just once on national TV, it was rebroadcast in news features across the country, which meant a lot of free advertising for Apple. And other companies took notice and followed suit for decades to come. But they didn't know. They were trusting their gut. They were betting the ranch. They were going all in. And guess what? It paid off. Here's a little more from the podcast. It actually isn't so much about the Macintosh as a computer. It's about rebellion. It's about standing up to conformity and authoritarianism and replacing it with something that is free and personal and friendly. That's what the commercial is about. The message of that 1984 ad was pretty simple. Buy a Mac and be an individual, not an automaton. And people really listened. They bought lots and lots of Apple computers. And later, of course, Apple phones. Apple wanted to say, this computer is the future. And they couldn't have known then just how right they were. Right? The story of the launch of Macintosh and the commercial, 1984, are truly inspirational and really well told in the History Channel's new podcast, History This Week, in your playlist below. Now, let's move from the History Channel to the Kitchen Sisters, two women, Davia Nelson and Nikki Silva, who are nothing short of podcast royalty. You may know the Kitchen Sisters, they've been telling stories on NPR for over 20 years. You've probably heard Fugitive Waves. They're stories that bring in pieces of lost sound or the hidden world of girls or other stories that bring together hidden kitchens and food communities. You might not know that Frances McDormand has been a part of the Kitchen Sisters since the very beginning. It's funny, this morning as I was thinking about this very episode, Shazam, I received the Kitchen Sisters newsletter which resurfaced their amazing 2003 story with George Foreman, a true rebel food innovator who not only made a fortune selling the George Foreman grill, but a guy who believed and lived a life of second and third acts. It's a great story, it's a great interview, but it also brought up something that I had never thought about before. Did you know that many people who are homeless cook on, you guessed it, the George Foreman grill? It's all in the amazing episode in your playlist below. Here's the taste. Enjoy. How, how did the George Foreman Grill come to be? Uh, I made a comeback in 1987, and I was over 315 pounds. Everybody made a joke of it. How can George Foreman, if he want to be the product of son of boxing, he's got to stop looking like the fatted calf? How can he really get in shape if his training camp is next to Burger King? And I could not lose the association with hamburgers. And, and I got a successful campaign with McDonald's, Doritos, Oscar Mayer, Wieners. One fellow told me, George, your campaigns are so successful for the other companies. Why don't you get your own product and start promoting it? And they told me about this little grill, 
sitting up. No one wanted it. I said, well, how much are you going to pay me? They said, no, no, we're not going to pay you. <laughs> we're going to be your partners. You can have the grill. It became a joint venture. And I thought, I'll just take a few grills and I'd never see any revenues. That's what I thought. I thought it was a chance for me to get these grills in my training camp in Houston. Wherever I went, I could have all those grills I wanted because it really helped me with the dieting. But after, what, almost 60 million grills sold, <laughs> that's the, it's been the talk of the nation. 60 million? Over 60 million. It became the most successful electric appliance in the history of England. I'm just happy that it's helped so many people. Helped me, of course. Okay, here's a one-two punch that you wouldn't necessarily see coming. Let's move from the Kitchen Sisters and George Foreman to the world of Taylor Swift. What? Hear me out. Last night, as the Democrats were being reduced to dogs chasing their tails, one of the many pop culture podcasts that I follow, this one being the RTE show, Arena, you know, RTE, the Irish national broadcaster, it's in your playlist below, came across my desk with a review of the new Taylor Swift documentary on Netflix called Miss Americana, which came out just last Friday. Now, after listening to the podcast, and I will admit I was skeptical, I came to a fork in the road. I could either be like my friend Patrick, screaming at the TV, yelling at Iowa Democrats, thinking the world had come to an end, and text bombing me incessantly, or I could counter-program my world and spend my time watching what turned out to be a tale of inspiration about embracing your inner voice and rebellious spirit. Well, I chose Taylor, and I'm so glad that I did. Let me share with you this clip from the podcast and, and from the show. It's in your playlist below. Taylor is about to confront her parents, and especially her father, who really wants to protect her, but she has decided that she's got to embrace her political voice and rebellious spirit. She's putting it all on the line. Give this a listen. And the bottom line right now, I'm terrified. I'm the guy that went out and bought armored cars. I worry for her safety as much as anybody does, maybe more. It really is a big deal to me. She votes against against fair pay for women. She votes against the reauthorization of the of the Violence Against Women Act, which is just basically protecting us from domestic abuse and stalking, stalking. She votes, she thinks that, that if you're a gay couple, or even if you look like a gay couple, you should be allowed to be kicked out of a restaurant. It's really basic human rights and it's right and wrong at this point. And I can't see another commercial and see her disguising these policies behind the words Tennessee Christian values. Those aren't Tennessee Christian values. I live in Tennessee. I am Christian. That's not what we stand for. I need to do this. I need you to just I need you to forgive me for doing it because I'm doing it. And you know what? Taylor lost the battle. The evil senator got elected a total setback, but she won a much bigger victory. She found her voice by bucking the advice of her handlers, bucking the advice of her father. She tapped into that rebellious muscle at the heart of curiosity, creativity, and winning. The same muscle that Steve Jobs tapped into, the same muscle that George Foreman tapped into, and the same muscle that we need after a week like last week and after a night like last night's debacle in Iowa. Listen to the podcast. They're in your playlist below. Watch Miss Americana on Netflix. I'm a sucker for it, but I loved it. And come back tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Have a great evening. Bye-bye.